Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the podcast. This is really exciting to be able to say that and it's, I don't know, I feel like consistency and perfection have been battling against each other up to this point, even still actually, but the more I've been doing this podcast, the more I've realized that perfection and how bad it was for myself to just um, really focus on and, and obsess with perfection how bad that was because for so long I've just obsessed with it and thought that everything every little detail had to be perfect to be able to execute anything but I heard a great quote once that it was done is better than perfect because at least you're doing something at least you're getting stuff out there and you're just continuing on to make stuff because you can always make it better you can look back at it and being like oh I needed to make this better or this could have been like this and that's that's how growth happens and to realize that now um, and even just through uploading each episode I've been having those thoughts but the importance of just getting something out there getting that rhythm because now I feel like it's in a little bit more of a flow and rhythm of finding people and interviewing and thinking of the questions and just the whole thing the whole package of making this it's it it's um yeah feeling more comfortable I guess you could say so thank you for coming along thank you for joining the modern youth listening to it if this is the first episode hello welcome I hope you enjoy it um we're all here just to learn figure out how to grow things um a lot has happened actually over the past week or two weeks since the last episode uh, last weekend I was in Melbourne for VidCon which is like a video convention uh, for online content because um, for this app and so what VidCon is what VidCon is is a video convention for online content and it showcases a lot of YouTubers and just uh, and so what VidCon is is a video convention for online content like this because even podcasts now are going up online which hopefully will be something in the future for this um but for now it's just audio I am sorry but um I met a lot of people met great people who were doing cool things I met a lot of great people doing really cool things and um just chatting with them and kind of getting into that uncomfortable like situation of introducing yourself and explaining what you're doing or trying to do especially because this is so small still um it's it it was interesting but everyone's so open-minded and and really just keen to hear about it and um someone gave me a great elevator pitch which I took and kind of used for the last day which is this is an emerging podcast for emerging creators um and so yeah anyway um just getting out of your comfort zone I think is part of the whole process of anything creative and even just making something of your own it's it's kind of comes with the territory so yeah I don't really know what the point was that but just embrace uncomfortable situations I guess and so continuing with perfection it's something that can really inhibit you and stop you in your tracks to progress whether it's a creative endeavor or uh, an entrepreneurship business thing it's it's crazy how much your mind can control that and realizing that it's a mindset thing and realizing that perfection is actually learning to overcome those obstacles as cheesy as it sounds it's actually true just growing like realizing like oh I made a mistake 
that's really unfortunate and that really sucks and I don't want to do that again realizing that you don't want to do it again is actually the perfect thing because you know for next time and then a great example of it is this episode actually I had to record it for a second time originally it was with Josh and this time I was joined with Josh and Tom and um it was it allowed me to not make those mistakes again and to be able to realize like okay well I know what I did I'm not going to do that again and I'm just going to get this episode out as quickly as I can because I want to I want to be able to keep creating and get into that flow state so maybe it's episode 10 maybe it's episode 20 maybe it's episode 50 who knows but eventually you will get into that mindset and rhythm and it will become easier and it's only in the beginning stages I think where it's like the make or break and I think that's what we always hear on like those entrepreneur stuff you know it's it's just something that takes time to get into that rhythm so yeah I don't know I'm not a professional it's just a bunch of books that I've read and they all sound the same and tell you the same thing so you're able to do it as well don't worry it's it's gonna get easier um and you'll always make mistakes because I think that's just inevitable it's just a mindset thing so um yeah without further ado I hope you enjoy this week's episode um I'm branching out to more businesses as well so let me know what you think about that because at the moment we've just been doing creative industry which is also awesome um and so yeah just incorporating a whole bunch of cool things enjoy the episode and let me know what you think Hey, my name's Roman and welcome to The Modern Youth. You know, everyone starts from somewhere and it's definitely not a glamorous process. A lot of the time it's a side hustle in between work or uni, but people do it anyway because they love it and they hope to make it a career. This is a podcast that explores into the minds of the young, ambitious and creative up-and-coming talent. It's a space where people just like you and I are figuring out exactly how to turn our passions into a career and what it really takes in the beginning stages. From illustrators, filmmakers, designers, and a whole lot more, I'm excited to share with you the stories of those who are getting the ball rolling and creating a path for themselves. If this interests you in any way, please subscribe for weekly stories and follow us at TMY Podcast on Instagram. Welcome to The Modern Youth. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined with Josh and Tom from Cowdy. How are you? Good, good. Hello, how are you going? Good. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you very much. Second time. Second time round. What's going on, guys? How's the day been? Yeah, good. Busy. Been a a busy day at Caldy. Um, Good turnout. Beautiful day. Um, Yeah, can't complain for a Monday. Mm. Yeah. Just trying to get a few things sorted, like our new bar, a few desserts. Mm -hmm. Looking at doing some Japanese desserts. What does that entail? How does the process go for finding stuff? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty busy. We're um, we're trying new things, trying new food menus. You know, you got to try something, see what works. If it doesn't, try something else. Yeah. yeah. What's the um, process of just like chop and change of like testing everything and then solidifying like an, a choice? I think it's just about trial and error. Yeah. yeah. How many foods foods do you go through? Is that ingredients? <laughs> 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 ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you do you make them all from scratch and then you decide and like how many do you put on your menu? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. At the moment, we're just using a lot of suppliers, trying to keep it really simple. Mm. Just get a lot of our stock in, 
um, use higher quality ingredients because we don't have the biggest kitchen, mm-hmm. so we can't make too much there. But just keeping it simple for now, and then we might look at making it our own once volume increases. Yeah, sweet. Um, so you've got a quote on your wall, um, and that is um, the origin of the name and mm-hmm. and where it comes from and, and the coffee that you're using. Um, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Josh is smiling because we've gone through this, but. <laughs> Tom, yeah, do you want to explain the name? Or both of you explain the name, uh, where that came from? And I'll let Tom. I used to quiz Tom. His, yeah. his job was to describe to people with passion what Keldy meant and try to convince them it was a cool idea to call it Keldy. Keldy. Yeah. And if he couldn't do that, he let me down. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been practicing. So oh, take really the mic over. Um, so Keldy came from back in 850 AD. And um, we're out in the what was it, Middle East slash the high end of Africa there. Mm-hmm. And so he was a goat herder. So his name was Cowdy. He was herding his goats one day and looked up and seen all these birds going nuts around all these cherries. So he's walked up to the where the birds and was just saying, what, what's going on? Picked up the cherry, ate it, and got a burst of energy. So he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So he's gone to the emperor in the local area. He's taken these beans. He's made like a little stew or a little cup of hot water with these cherries and he's given it to the emperor and he goes this gives you a lot of energy you should try it so he's taken a sip the emperor's spat it out and said this tastes like rubbish and he's poured the rest of the liquid into the fire and that's when roasted beans came about and it filtered out the whole empire with roasted beans that's pretty much it yeah were you convinced? <laughs> yeah, I am. Well, um, I know that coffee originated in Ethiopia. That I was um, born there. Oh, but, so there um, you go. Yeah, yeah. Small world. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> yeah. I don't know him personally. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people actually don't know that coffee is originated from Ethiopia, yeah. which is really interesting. But um, yeah, there you go, guys. So you're t- Facts. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so have you always been interested in coffee, both of you, or, and the idea of like starting a business in coffee? Uh, not really. Um, when I opened my first cafe, I had never made a coffee before. It was just something that was like a spur of the moment thing, which we talked about, uh, when I went to Melbourne, I went through like Flinders Lane, really liked Mm. the idea of those sort of tucked away cafes. Yeah. More so like the social side of it. So Mm -hmm. the the whole getting together with someone or asking a girl if they want to go get a coffee and having the cafe is like more as an excuse to have that social setting. So I like that and sort of got my inspiration from there. And I was like, yeah, let's just open a cafe. But yeah, had never made a coffee before. Yeah. And, Tom? and myself, I was very being business minded. Um, background is finance and investing. And um, I've known Josh for a very long time. And I know he's, you know, very similar to myself. And yeah, we just came together and... Um, yeah, started working together and same thing. I've never worked in hospitality, but I've always been a very customer service based person. I like having banter, I like having a chat. Yeah. And um, why not be the boss? Yeah. You know, we made the rules, you know, what to do, you know, what to not to do. For sure. Made plenty of mistakes on the way. Yeah. Well, what are some of those mistakes? And have you ever had a business before this as well? I'm personal training. Yeah. I did that um, for a very long time. But other than that, being my own boss, no. Yeah, Deuce and Co. in the city was my first cafe, which I started um, whilst at uni with a couple of mates. Made a lot of mistakes there. And then sort of, yeah, came up with this model to sort of implement to new cafes. 
yeah and so what what were some of those mistakes like what happened and how did you learn from that and grow from that and especially because you're 24 yeah and how old are you 24 24 so pretty young and able to have like a few businesses under your belt already Mm -hmm. uh yeah what were some of those mistakes and how did you get over that yeah well with the cafe side um it was more like like from the financials it was like how can we make more money Mm -hmm. i guess how can we reduce our expenses so Mm -hmm. things like wages rent startup working capital and how can we not work seven days a week and go crazy yeah (laughs) yeah and yeah just sort of testing the water see what worked and yeah just sort of from all that we developed a model that sort of works for us and also works for like the developer or landlord that we're working with Mm -hmm. yeah i think working capital was a big big issue um like anything you need money to make money and there were times where it was a bit of a struggle, but you know we dug deep, kept going, got over it as you do, um, and learned from it, grow from it. Like Josh was saying, we've got a pretty good business model now that just keeps the costs of everything low, from wages to rent to you know the stock side of things, so we're preventing from wasting you know food and chucking out food and stuff like that. Um, but yes. What is that business model and and how did you come to like find that and through the mistakes and through just observation and learning from like did you like you went to uni and so they obviously that would have taught you like a base and and understanding but did you also just like learn it in your own time and and kind of just see what worked and trial and error with the other businesses but yeah so what what is um, what is that model that you follow? Yeah, so we learn a bit from uni, but nothing could really help us than actually being like hands on and, yeah. in yeah. the business. Like nothing, nothing sort of teaches you when you've got like your own money on the line um, and like your reputation as well. And so our business model sort of encapsulated three main things um, in the business. So the first one was sort of like the, the like Tom said, the working capital. So you need money to start like a brick and mortar business mm-hmm. for things like the fit out. Um, so with that, we sort of teamed up with different developers to help that uh, the fit-out process. So basically, we would approach developers that had uh, tenancies underneath their building that were empty for some time mm-hmm. or for some reason, and we would go to them with the idea of putting in a really nice cafe or bar and giving them a service that was worth more than how much money they were going to put into the business. So if they were putting in, say, $200,000, we'd say this business will be more than $200,000 of value to you because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. Things like they need to sell apartments upstairs or mm-hmm. there's not a much attention around the building yeah. or the area is quite um, quiet. Mm-hmm. So we'll bring people to the building, uh, but this is something we need from you. And also, like, point two is the rent. So to, to, to succeed in hospitality, it's pretty hard when you're paying rent. So what we did with the rent is with the, the initial deal with the developer, we said... Um, look, we're happy to put in this awesome cafe bar, but one of the conditions is we need to talk about rent. And each one of our sites is different. So some are either like a profit share, so we might pay 10 or 20% of the profit mm-hmm. instead of paying rent, or we might pay like a like a capped rent at a percentage base. So we might pay 5 or 10% of what we turn over as our rent. Mm-hmm. Um, by having those two steps in, it like already helps a business a lot. Um, and yeah, the third step, came to like wages so with wages we got people involved that are really experienced in their field whether it's Mm. being a barista or managing or behind the bar or they're a chef 
and giving them the opportunity to get involved within the business for free in exchange for their, their services. Mm-hmm. So for instance, we might offer 10 or 20% equity to a chef that's been working for five or 10 years and they're an absolute gun, except they don't have enough financials to start yep. their own business. Yep. So we would say, hey, you come and work for this. We want to be business partners with you. You've got a track record of being really good in your field and we'll give you 10 or 20% of the business for free. You just have to work five days a week. Yeah. Yep. So we were targeting people that had already made enough money to sort of feel comfortable for say six or 12 months um, until the business started profiting um, large enough for them to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that sort of those three steps sort of covered our main expenses and the main problems that go wrong within like a hospitality business. Yeah. yeah. And it's also allowed us to expand a lot faster too. Yeah. yeah. And that's the goal. Like we, you know, we want to eventually have this time next year be 12 cafe and bars and then we eventually will franchise it and then it will, won't be only Brisbane, it'll be Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and it'll just keep going and going. Yeah. Um, because the business model is working. Like now we're getting developers approaching us to say, hey, we want to work with you guys. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, we've got a really good building team behind us. We've got they've got graphic designers, they've got web designers, they've got everything. So the fit outs are always on point. Mm. And like Josh was saying, in regards to the um, helping selling, you know, units and stuff like that. That's why we target places like Caldi underneath 156 units. When we first started Caldi, there was probably what 20 to 30 units for sale. Mm. Um, and then we, when we had our grand opening and we were open within that first two weeks to a month, they were all sold. Wow. So it definitely helps having that nice cafe and that family orientation. People, you know, if businesses, conveniency. Yeah, yeah. like you'd um, rather live in a building that has a cafe underneath than one that doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. Easier and then to you get come to. up with small little ideas like we'll do room service mm-hmm. for the people staying in your room. Oh, awesome. Um, we'll give them special deals. We'll provide like an event every month. Um, create more community within yeah. that building. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the driving force. I think you said that before, just community and like kind of just making this foundation of, uh, yeah, a nice community that people can feel comfortable to come to yeah. and, yeah. Like and feel we wanna, familiar with. Yeah. We want to work with developers that actually care about their building. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like some some developers, you know, they just want to build a building, sell the apartments, make a profit, and then just like move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Where there is a portion of developers that actually really care about their building. It's like their baby. And so we approach them. We'll, we'll put in downstairs of your building exactly what you want every time mm. like perfect yeah that's awesome yeah. um so in the beginning stages how, how long have you had this idea to open Caldi and um until the opening day and and that opening month so how long did you have this idea processing and and what were some of the like paperwork and everything involved leading up to the opening stage um and did you have anyone who helped you kind of move forward or was it just you guys uh, like anyone mentoring you and was it just both of you combined and you just like you know the right beats to hit yeah so i had the initial idea of doing something along those lines of the model about two years before the official opening of caldi mm. um there was a lot of negotiation and a lot of no's to the business model yeah but um just by who sorry uh, mainly like the landlord right so the per- basically you want to make sure the landlord's on your side yeah because if, if they're not like it's going to be a hard day mm-hmm. um, so a lot of negotiating with the landlord in regards to how much money can we get for the fit out how big do we want to do it um, and just trying to ask for more than 
like you're entitled to Mm -hmm. so that was that took some time and then sort of just just like do I really want to do it like what's my why was a big thing like working out like why do I want to do this Um, I don't want to turn around in six months and it's not working and be like oh like why am I doing this I want to like physically write it down and be like oh yeah that that's why I'm doing it like yeah. just to help get through like the tough times because even even though like you've got this awesome model in place there's always things that can go wrong mm-hmm. so yeah it took about two years from the opening of it um within that I approached Tom and I said I've got this cool idea do you want to get on board um and then I've got this idea which we can replicate and build a lot of sites and yeah, yeah. since then we've got about four sites yeah and yeah we want to try and get about 10 before the end of next year yeah that's incredible Mm. um so i think one of the most confusing parts of starting a business uh well at least for me like i've tried little side things and you know yeah side hustles and stopped and start um is kind of just wrapping your head around all the paperwork side of things and you guys like have a little team going on between the two of you so does one of you manage like more of the paperwork stuff and the other manage more of the people and and like the general idea and the broader idea and then yeah. yeah so like me and josh were like i guess we could say he we're good cop bad cop <laughs> so we work very very well together yeah. mm-hmm. um josh is dealing a lot of the time with the developer side of things yeah um where i'm more in the cafe managing um, and yeah, like, like don't get me wrong, we still sit down and go over. Like, Josh is still in the cafe a lot. We both both go and see the developers, but we, you know, we both complement one another, and that's why we work quite well, and we're able to expand the way we've expanded. Mm. Um, I think when you're with any business partner, you just got to be transparent with one another and honest. And like, if something's gone wrong or something's happened, like, as long as you're on the same page, yeah, you're always going to be kicking goals together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Sorry, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things that need to be done from the paperwork side for starting a business. And yeah. my advice would be, like, work out exactly what you want to do, whether it's owning a cafe or owning, like, a billion-dollar e-commerce store yeah. or anything like that. And go and find someone that's already done it mm. and ask them to work, that if you can work for them for free. Like, say, hey, hey Josh, I really want to open up a coffee a cafe. Um, can I come work for you for free for a month and just, like, ask you, like, constant questions? And I'll be like, yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. Like, why would you not, like, have free someone working for you for free? And in exchange, they're learning everything that you've already done. Yeah. For instance, how to register a business name. Yeah. How to, like, register for GST on yeah. ASIC or something like that. Like, small little things that are, like, very easy for us. Like, we'd be happy to share to others that wanted to come on a board and sort of learn. Yeah. And I think it also shows that person, like, initiative too. Yeah. And if they're willing to go down there, you know, every day for a couple of hours and sit there and learn the business, learn how to make coffee or whatever it may be, yeah, like that's like that's a very good sign. Yeah, yeah, I think you can do it in any industry, like even like real estate. If you want to be yeah. like the best real estate agent, you could go out and make your your own company, or you could go team up with someone, go work for someone that's already made it in real estate. Ask them questions: how to find leads, how to sell a house, how to communicate with vendors, stuff like that. You're gonna learn a lot quicker make a lot less mistakes than try and do it by yourself mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure. yeah that's a really great piece of advice especially for younger people who yeah. yeah. want to like try and figure out and also um get taken seriously i mm. think as well so how did you guys because you still are young but and and you have a degree behind you and you know all i guess on paper sure you look great and all this xyz but how do you get taken seriously especially when you're asking for quite a lot of money um to open this business 
Yeah, I mean, track record helps a lot. Mm. Like, if you've got experience, like, for me, I sort of went out on a limb and started a project that I had no idea what I was doing. I asked a lot of cafe owners how they started um, in the beginning. And, like, if you go up to a cafe and find out who the owner is and you ask them, hey, can I talk to you for an hour about how you started this? Of course they're going to tell you how. Like, people love talking about themselves. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen that you've collaborated with a few people as well. Um, How did you... How did you get the Woodsters, uh, the calligrapher who wrote the meaning mm-hmm. behind your name, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, coffee as well, the single O. Single O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. single O. Um, yeah, how did that come about, and how did you did you reach out and stuff? Yeah, like with all that, we definitely reached out. I know with Woodsters, um, Josh did a lot of research, and Ollie's got a very good reputation. Um, we went to a couple of sites that Ollie has already done. And um, yeah, we really liked the like the whole idea of him doing the fit out side of things, and we like to work with people for long term as well. Yeah, you know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's yeah been a lot of social media as well. Like yeah. you, you find a lot of people on social media. Yeah. Like you see what they've done before. You're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, that coffee's got a good reputation. I like I like what they're portraying on social media. I want to work with them. Yeah, for sure. And like with the coffee side of things, like, you know, there's so many Zarafas, there's so many Merlots. So we wanted to be that special that specialty coffee. So yeah. people have that coffee and go, you know, you could be ten kilometers away or wherever and you drive all the way to come to us. Yeah. Versus going to Zarafas where it's just the don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> no. give a bad name as Raffers, they, you know, they do good. But, um, yeah, with single low side of things, and, like, we've got very good, I guess, um, feedback from a lot of our customers. And same thing, like, they've helped us out a lot. We've got now four sites, and we're all using single low yeah. type of thing. So it's like a win-win for everyone. Yeah, and it's just helping out um, locals well, exactly as well. Well, exactly right, too, yeah. That community vibe as well. And I guess, I guess you'll... Um, take them along with you on the other cafes that you hope to yeah. open as well so which is really cool yeah so. and that's same with like fruit veg meat like we will try and go to the markets if we can't yeah. go to the markets like it's always someone local mm, that's awesome um so it must be a really great feeling to have a successful business running because you've had it open for about four months now yeah so, on par. Yeah. yeah um what to you is a successful business because it's still very new like four months is like isn't is there like a yearly kind of trial and error period with business and with a cafe as well is there that kind of like um what's the word for it like uh like a 12 month buffer yeah yeah and it's it's like you know everything and anything can go wrong in that time but um in this four months it's very it's been very successful so what to you is a successful business and how do you continue to see success and, and kind of change and adapt for future growth? Mm. I think I think the moment you think your project's like fully successful is like the moment it starts to fail. Mm. Right. You have to continually like um, enhance it and offer new promotions, update different services. Like otherwise it's just going to get boring and people get used to it. Yeah. So it's hard to say it like what defines success but i think like you said like a lot of things can go wrong in business and i think a successful business is just one that you keep working on Mm. um and i think you only fail when you stop sort of working on it and give up 
so I would say like for a business to be successful you just work through work through all the shit that happens and all the problems and just find the problem and then work out a solution to it and yeah. move forward and sort of don't give up like, there's going to be shit that comes up all the time so as long as you just keep pushing through like battle the storms um, I think that defines a successful business you know and you want to be happy with it at the end of the day yeah like you don't want to work on something you're not happy with Mm -hmm. which brings it back to like that why like why are you doing that project like your why like it should be the first thing you do before you do anything it's just like why do I want to do this yeah so then you can look back in six months or 12 months or 12 years and be like oh yeah that's that's the reason why Mm -hmm. I'm working on this like when the times are tough to help you get through it yeah I think with any business like I guess it's like you're never going to be happy like you always want to just keep doing little goals and just keep achieving keep achieving and just keep you know every every month you want to get a better target better target stuff like that and also it gives people a bit more like initiative or a bit more an incentive to you know if your, your business is getting more and more successful like you know they enjoy coming to work then everyone's making more money stuff like that um especially we've teamed up with a lot of corporate people around here as well which mm-hmm. has helped us out too yeah um and then you know we've only got the cafe that's been open for the four months by the time the bars open which ideally will be before summer and like you know everyone's got a little bit more free time everyone's good weather like it's normally good weather on the sunny coast but i mean sorry brisbane but um yes yeah, it's winter yeah so that's probably one thing maybe we i'd probably look at changing or do a bit differently is not open in winter mm. look at maybe opening towards the summertime when right. everyone's on holidays everyone likes to have a drink you know side of things as well yeah yeah obviously there's like the financials when it comes to success like there's a successful business or a successful hobby mm. like mm. you for, to be a successful business you need to be profiting yeah so there's that line which you draw in the middle and it's, it's either are you on the left side of the line in the profit zone or you're on the right hand side where you're losing money and obviously you want to try and get to that line with marketing and management etc and then be in the profit zone yeah um do you ever feel like there's a lot of pressure to know exactly what you're doing like do you like you do have a clear vision of what you want um the business to do and where it's going to grow but i don't does it ever get uh, overwhelming and that's more of like a mindset thing and you guys seem to have your minds screwed on pretty tight and <laughs> know what you're doing so try to like we you know like any person we always have a bad days yeah but like we're very fortunate that we've we're very lucky that we've got each other's backs you know um you know it's, you know people go you're always going to get haters you're always going to have negative people everyone's got to always have a say like like i said I've, i never made a coffee before even opening up this place mm. So I feel like if you've got a good team around you, you know what you, you can see, that you envision it, you desire it, you know, that's the first step. Um, and yeah, you just just keep moving forward. Don't listen to people. You, know, or you can take it on board or listen to them, but don't take it on board, you know, just keep doing what you're gonna do. Yeah. Because everyone's gonna always have a say. And um, it's like anything, you just gotta prove them wrong. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you ever think, um, have you ever thought that this is not going to be possible? Was there ever a stage in the beginning of like sketching out all the plans and, and designs for the cafe that maybe this isn't going to be possible? Or maybe did you, I guess you didn't have someone throwing you like $100,000 to be like, yep, I believe in you, like for sure. That'd like, be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Like we were talking last time about, 
you know, what if you don't have that track record? Yeah. Like, how can I start? And it's about coming up with your own model and then asking enough people to get their feedback, like tweaking your model mm. mm-hmm. and then asking more people. Um, and if you believe in your model, like, just, like, go go balls deep and just do it. Yeah. Um, like, like, there's going to be a lot of setbacks at the start. I think the start's the hardest. Just trying to get get someone else to believe in your model or your great idea um but then it's about your effort about putting it putting in the effort to ask enough people to you can't go come up with some model cast 10 people and be like oh they said no all 10 said no it's like that's a very small sample size compared to how many people you could potentially ask ask your mum, ask your friends like i think something for me that helped really early on was sharing my ideas with everyone and hearing their feedback and I still do it like today. Like yeah. If I have an idea, I just be like, oh, this is my idea. It's not like a secret. It's yeah. just like, this is my idea. Someone might be like, oh, that's so dumb. Like, what if, what if this happened? I'm like, oh, yeah, true. I should probably change that. And then I tell someone else, this is my idea without the dumb thing in it. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And then you just keep doing that. If you do that like a thousand times, you'll come up with a pretty cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so how do you pivot in an idea? Like, you have a vision to open up a bar with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you go from okay cafe and bar and expanding as well just because like you said like if you if you just stay um on that one track then people will get familiar with it and it won't be as exciting and it's kind of just like in their own routine and it's not as exciting so how do you how do you pivot an idea that can potentially even make it from a hobby to um making money in like a profession idea i think like i said before like having a good team around you and you know write down all your ideas go through them all um tick them off one by one if it doesn't work scratch it out try again like with caldi the man of I, like you know we've, we started with a set all day breakfast menu and it went really really well but then it's like you know there's only so much people would eat bacon and eggs every single day for over the whole space so then we ad- added the lunch menu but then the kitchen side of things you know might have um you know if 30 people rocked in the kitchen's not been able to handle and you know you've got pancakes coming through you've got bacon and egg rolls coming through so we've had to you know come up with different ideas to suit what a the people that like the community around here um and b suit the, you know so to make sure that the food is always on time make sure that the food is consistent make sure the food it's got all the right ingredients, etc. Um, but yeah, I think you start with small ideas and you just keep trial and error, like everything. Yeah. And what's the process of hiring? How's that been for you guys? Was uh, that like your first time? Yeah, yeah, it was for my first time hiring. Um, yeah, like I, I've had we've both had pretty good experience with most of the staff that we've hired. Um, hospitality is a massive turnover. Mm. Um, I think that was another mistake that I guess I personally made was that it's our business and it's our baby. With a lot of people you hire, it's just like they don't have that incentive. Like they don't give a shit. Mm. They just want to get their pay and that's it. Yeah. So if, you know, sometimes when we're not there and things don't get done, you know, it was a bit, for me, it was a bit of a learning curve to be like, well, I guess I can understand in a way, but whenever I worked in any type of business I would treat it like my own business that's just the way I am yeah but obviously everyone's not like that so you know we've had to um, 
let go some people, bring on some new different people, but same thing, it's just trial and error and if you you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. It can be intimidating as well if you're young. Mm-hmm. Like if you're young you're trying to hire someone that's older than you, it can be quite intimidating. But I've found that like the people that are gonna work for your business will also reflect how you reflect in your business. So if you're showing up every day early to shift, like working hard, it'll replicate with mm. the staff as well. Yeah. But if you're slack and you're not cleaning tables, your staff can be like, Well, why should I do that? Like, if you're, you're already younger than me. Like so if you can if you put in the effort and you're you're setting a good example, then your staff will replicate it regardless of your age. Yeah. And I think we spoke last time that um how important or you like to just ask them questions about how's it going and, and even invest in their personal life as well and kind of bring in that community feeling and not even a feeling just like genuine interest in your staff because yeah. you want to create that like familiar familiarity and like yeah um just loyalty with them not just with your company yeah we don't want to sort of create like a hierarchy where yes. they feel superior to us mm-hmm. otherwise they may be inclined to sort of bring up issues that they can see within the business where we're all on the same playing level even though there's like you know the captain of the footy team we're still all responsible for each each job yeah it's taking out the trash or talking to a customer like we're all responsible for it yeah so yeah like you know the staff are in there every day they're going to see what what problems are wrong so it's good to have constant meetings and get them Mm. to feel comfortable with talking to us about how we can improve yeah Yeah. and it brings that nice work-life balance as well of just yeah feeling comfortable well exactly and, and like how much easier is it coming into work I and mean, it feels like you're hanging out with your mates yeah yeah you know absolutely. it makes you could be digging holes and you know you'd be hanging out with your mates and absolutely love it or you could you know get a really you know high-end job but you'd be with the team where you know you feel left out or there's a hierarchy and that just makes coming to work that you know, that much harder yeah but you know with us you know we're very transparent so like you know we're always you know listen to music having fun and just makes that a little bit more enjoyable. Makes customers want to come back too. Makes a really good atmosphere. Yeah. And like we keep coming back to, it's like it's the community. Yeah. Um, and with the regulars, you know, instead of just saying, oh, hey, here's your coffee. It's, oh, what's your name? You know, stuff like that. And then all the regulars, you know them by first name and they'll get to the point where you know their order off by heart. Yeah. And to them, that's, you know, they're like, Means oh, a lot. Ex- yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Awesome. Um, so you say that you want to open a bar by summertime, like mm-hmm. in, in the next few months. Um, what else is the vision? Well, and, and open other um, franchises with it or other cafes, sorry. Um, how important is it to have a future idea for your business or even just anything, I think? Um, just being able to grow and like, I guess it helps that like, evolution of growing your business within that or even just you as a person so for you guys yeah how important was it to be like okay well at this marker point we're going to be at this stage or we want to be as close as we can by here um and then yeah continuing on i guess it's good to have these big goals but it's how to get to those big goals so it's you know you got to do all these little steps that creates that big goal um yeah yeah, having visions everything like you need to have something to work towards, I guess. So like Tom said, like the day-to-day stuff is, is, is what you should be concentrating on day-to-day because mm-hmm. that's what's going to get you there long-term. Um, but having that vision is huge and it's going to be constantly updated as well. Mm-hmm. Like you might have a vision to open a thousand cafes in a year and you know, 
you're like, oh wait, that's not really realistic. Mm-hmm. So you're going to constantly update it with what you want, what your business partners want, um, like what's what's realistic. Um, but yeah, working towards something is huge. Yeah. And I think it's like you know it gets you out of bed. People, I feel that like if you're not growing, you're not learning, you're not setting goals. Like that's when people start getting to ruts and they start getting a little bit lost and stuff like that. So I think it's really important to always set goals and try and better yourself and learn from your mistakes. Yeah. With a partnership business, or both of you working together, um, how is that and how do you manage that? Like you guys have each other's backs and everything, but what piece of advice could you give someone who they might be going into a business with their mate um, or business partner? What's one piece of advice for like a co-partnership? I think it business is business. You got to like, if it is a mate, you got to sometimes put that personal stuff away. Yeah. And just, you know, you, it's yeah, business is business. Yeah. And the business comes first. Um, you can't, you know, if let's say for an example, two weeks in a row I slept in didn't turn up to work it, you know it's he, he has to come to me and go like what are you doing as a business partner weeks, wasn't it? no it wasn't <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> this isn't an example <laughs> <laughs> but like you know I, you can't take that stuff personal if, yeah. you know if he wants the best interest for me and I want the best interest for him so if your business partner comes up to you and goes, hey, I don't, uh, you know, this is not working or that's not working, like I keep going back to, you, you've got to be transparent with one another and you can't take it personally. You've got mm-hmm. to take it on as the, it's, it's business, business yeah. is business. There is I mean? a clear divide there. 100%. Yeah. And you, you really can't get it, can't take, take shit or you can't be, you know, willing not to be happy just because you're his mate, you know what I mean? Like you've got to, because then that's when the business f- f- fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go into a business with someone that's a friend or family just because yes. they're a friend or family. Yeah. But I would if they had like the 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 like the effort and the same drive, the vision, the same vision um, that you, that I had. Like that's a different story then. Um, but I think it's fine going in partnership with a friend or family. Um, yeah, if they've got the same the same vision. Absolutely. So what is your what are both of your career goals overall career goals? Hmm. I guess what Tom mentioned earlier, we just want to build an empire of successful like cafes and bars with minimal risk mm-hmm. and like maximum profit. I guess. Yeah, I just want to um, build a legacy for my daughter, build an empire. I want to be financially free, so if I need to go to certain places, you know, I can go. For my take my daughter to school she wants to play sport whatever like I just wanted to give her the, all of those opportunities for her mm. um, and yeah like it wouldn't be cool like in every state there's a county for an example type of thing yeah um, and you know it's a biz- good business model and in 10 years time we might want to do something different but um, at this point yeah main is to grow quickly but Good, like properly there's no point opening up all these cafes and bars we haven't done enough research um, but yeah I think the my goal is yeah just to build an empire for my daughter awesome and who is someone people should have known yesterday or who should know already Steve Steve yeah remember Steve <laughs> yeah is that, is that Steve, Steve from um, yeah, Mac- really. yeah, yeah Tom sorry what was the question um, who is someone that we should know already 
about whether it's an entrepreneur or like anyone that's inspiring to you or um cronky <laughs> very cool <laughs> um and where can people find you guys uh instagram, instagram facebook keldy cafe bar there we go yeah awesome well thank you very much thank you again josh for thank doing you. this again <laughs> um yeah it's been awesome and we'll catch you guys later yeah cool. cheers thanks, thanks guys thanks bye, bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Thomas for creating the music. You can find him at sidcom.co. That's S-Y-D-C-O-M.co. And my Tomiaga for designing the social media content. You can find her at my.tomiaga on Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's story, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So share them at TMY Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening.